You are now listening to Black Guy Therapy, a therapeutic podcast. Hey, 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 hey. Welcome back, Black Guy Therapy. What's up, Joe? What's happening, man? We're missing a person today. Yeah, the special guest ain't here today. I know. It's okay. We'll get through it. Yeah. We'll be all right. <laughs> he may not think so, but we'll be all right. Yeah, we'll be all right. Well, anyway, welcome to Black Guy Therapy. If this is your first time listening to us, we are a therapeutic podcast, and we can't say that enough. Uh, we say it so much, or I say I say it so much, I sound like a broken record. But we're a therapeutic podcast, and we're here for black men. Uh, we're here for black men to you know vent about things that affect us in our daily lives. These are things that yep. we probably wouldn't talk to about with any other person um, or anybody at all, right? Yep. So this space is for us to just talk it out safely yeah because it's better to talk it out than hold it in right absolutely it's the therapeutic podcast therapeutic podcast we're gonna get t-shirts made yeah therapeutic podcast i love it i do too man um so we are we're in the new year we're still in the beginning of the new year yeah so this is this is new 2020 is is already been we're only what nine days in at this point is it already i think it's nine days have you already broken your resolutions I didn't make any. I didn't either. Yeah, so I so think we're going to be okay. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> That's all right. So we both win there. Yeah. So uh, again, Black Guy Therapy, we always talk about, we always uh, pick a topic every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and Joe, what are we talking about this week? So this is going to be an interesting one and uh, inspired by you. Inspired by me? For me, yes. What I do. Well, man, you know, we talk a lot. We do. And, uh, you know, Especially not just the podcast, but when we're working out, we talk a lot too. So I'm gonna tell a story. Is I want to get through it. I'm gonna try to get through it quickly, but it I, I want to make sure I touch on every piece of this. I say we got time. We're we're, good. Look, we're two minutes in. Oh, we man, got yeah. time. Fifty eight minutes. We got fifty eight minutes right. left. <laughs> All right. So first things first. We talked. Uh, man, it was several episodes ago, but I was saying. Uh, one of the things that I want to focus on, my energy and my attention, is actually trying to connect with ancestry, okay. speaking to your ancestors. So similar to how we we talk to God, just that connection where it's, it's mental more yeah. than anything else. I mean, it's a spiritual connection, but it's it's where your mind is at. That's how you're able to to make these connections. Yep. So I've been really focusing on how do I connect to my ancestry, but it's difficult because without realistically being able to connect to your foundation, to your roots, you don't yeah. know where you come from. Exactly. So it's a struggle. So it's like the, the continent of Africa is massive. There are so many countries. There are so many tribes and languages and provinces and even even states. They call some of it states. So yep. there's so much that it's like you could throw a dart and pick a place and be like, okay, well, this is where I'm from. But you never really know. Right. And we, and we will never really never know. Never really know. And they've got all the, the DNA test things. And, and I had a friend who actually did it. Came back that he was from, uh, I think, Nigeria first, then Cameroon next. Yeah. So, so I did it too. Yeah. Did yeah. you do it multiple times also? Um, so, well, I used Ancestry. Okay. Ancestry, what they do, as more people submit, their numbers get better. Mm-hmm. So, they're, so the accuracy goes up. Okay. In region. Okay. So when I first did it two years ago or almost three years ago now, uh, it said I was like 37% Ghanaian, Ghanaian. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they say it, Ghana. Yeah. Um, but now when I went back in and looked at it, my updated stuff, it's like 40% Nigerian, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So it, it changes. But gotcha. it, I mean, it, it at least gives you kind of a region to start with it's something it's yeah. something I, yeah i get that my fear was just that you know anything that people can make money off of because obviously yeah. there's money associated i was i was afraid that it, the accuracy may not be there but to your point though if it's 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 a small sample size then yeah the inaccuracy yeah. is greater but as you start to add more content then yeah. of course you have a better chance of getting it right so that does make sense and i had to i had to do it i had to make sure it was real because it also gives you other people who don't who've done it you it connects you to them like this could be your cousin this could be your brother this could be this right gotcha. so i had to check so i i, I reached out to somebody like hey um do you what what family are you and then they actually had a family tree and it was my family tree okay and then that's cool to to, to make it even better 
um, my, my great grandfather died about six months ago. Okay. And uh, when I went to the funeral, that girl I was talking to on Ancestry was there. No, she's oh. she lives in California, but her mother and father was there, and she said, "Oh yeah, you've been talking to our daughter on online." That's crazy. I was like, "Okay, I'm a believer. It wow. works." Wow. Okay. <laughs> so that's good to know. So now yeah. it's something that I, I can definitely try to look at. Yeah. Because that was that was the one thing that was holding me back. It works. So I'm gonna try to start the story here, and, and like I said, try to get through it fairly quickly because you know all the additional details is what yeah. link uh, stretches it out. Uh, but every year, my family we go to. Florida, Orlando, and my brother-in-law and I, we go to the same tattoo shop and we get tattoos. So over the last two years combined, we've got about seven, seven new tattoos over the last two years. This year, I was like, I was paying attention. I was like, you know, people of color, us black folks, we give pay homage to Chinese culture by getting the Chinese symbols, Japanese culture with the symbols, Latin, Greek all of these different cultures that we'll represent on our bodies forever. And I was like, you know, instead of doing that, I'm going to, since I don't know where it is I come from, anything that I get on my body is going to relate directly to my culture, which is African culture in general. So the first tattoo I got was easy. I was like, I'm, I, I love Zulu culture. I'm a huge fan of Shaka and, and his innovation, his creativity, his determination, his wit. His smarts, dude was phenomenal. And Henry Saley, who played him in the in the, I guess it was a docu series, was a phenomenal actor. So he really is what drew me into the story. So the first one was easy. It was the Zulu shield. Yeah, you know that that that's easy. Yeah, that is. So that was the first tattoo I got. Then we were kind of went back and I was like, man, I want to find something else. So I started doing some research on just. African culture in general. And if you go online and look, it's a ton of information out there, which I thought was really cool. I hadn't really done a search this in depth. So I was looking and I'm looking at symbols and words and different languages, dialects. And I'm like, this is interesting, but nothing was jumping out at me, grabbing my attention. So I was like, well, what about characters? What about African characters? So I'm thinking actual people from our history, like the Mansa Munsas and the Hannibals and Shaka himself and, you know. Right. And I'm like, well, no, nah, l- l- let me not start there. Just kept looking. And I stumbled upon the mythologies in different African countries, namely Yoruban. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. So I'm looking at, and they call them Orishas. Mm-hmm. And I looked and I'm like, oh, man, these, this is awesome right here. This this the detail the the it was something about it that just drew me to it. One in particular, Eshu, and and I'll give a quick background on Eshu who he is, the misconception around him, and where that misconception came from. Then I'll tie it into what happened to me today. Okay. So Eshu is is known to be a trickster. So so basically, he's the one that creates the folly in your life. So when things just start going haywire, he's the deity that causes this to happen. And when Portugal was trying to influence uh, the Yoruban culture with Christianity, they are the ones that decided, well, Eshu's basically the devil. That's what you guys were meaning when you created him. That's not what they meant. He's the, the guardian of the path. He, he's the one that when you fall out of alignment with your, your chi, your energy, the, the environment, he's the one that knocks you off to say, hey, you're tripping. You need to get back on. This thing is bigger than just you. You're connected to all of this. Okay. So that's really who Eshu is. And I was like, man, that's so crazy because he's so misunderstood. And I was like, I feel connected to that because you know how we do with, with, with BGT. Yeah. We're misunderstood a lot of times because people don't, it's scary the way we're talking. It is. It's very scary. So it, it, <clears throat> I, I felt connected because I'm like, I know I'm misunderstood. I'm not the guardian of paths or anything like that. But the information that I'm trying to present now is scary because it's off the beaten path. Yeah. So and that's and, and this is this, what we talk about could, you know, it could, it can ruin families. Absolutely. In, in, in some instances. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. But this is the character that I saw that I connected with. And I was like, that's what I'm going with. So wasn't able to get it that that trip because timing it was Christmas. It just didn't work out. So I come home. I'm talking to you about it. And I'm like, yeah, man, you suggest a book to me. Now, for anybody who's ever listened to this show, they know you read all the time. 
Yes, I do. At any moment, (laughs) yes, Todd may have three to seven books going at the same time, which is crazy to me, but he pulls it off somehow. All the books are books you have in your possession. So of all the books we've talked about of all this time, this is the first book that I was like, you know what? Let me read that one. Yeah. And that's Barracoon. And it's talking about the last slave cargo to come to to the U.S. Yes. Great book. I suggest I'm with you. It is a rite of passage. You need to read this once you hit a certain age to kind of get that connection, understand where you come from. Yep. So I'm reading it and I get to a point where it's talking about West Africa and, you know, talking about where Kasula's from. Yeah. uh, Cujo Lewis, the the actual slave. And it's that's Ghana, Sierra Leone, Yoruba, Nigeria, that that part of the continent. And somehow of all the things that they could have talked about, Yoruban Orishas, specifically Eshu. So now I'm like, hey, this is weird. <laughs> I just did this research. The universe is speaking to it's you. It's got to be speaking to me. That's what I'm thinking. This is weird. I was looking at, and I found this. I connected to it. And here it is in this book of all the books that Todd talks about. This is the one I say, let me borrow. I read this and I see this. That's a connection. So I'm like, all right. I'm, I'm now I'm excited. I done told you about it. I'm telling my wife about it. I'm like, man, I think that I think my people are talking to me today on my way home. I'm just listening to YouTube videos and I see one that says Christianity is Christianity evil. And it's basically talking to about how it was impressed upon various cultures by different people, specifically one they talk about was Portugal. Yeah. And how Portugal tried to force it on Yorubans. And specifically the Orishas. And this is where they start saying that Eshu was, was the devil. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, now they, this is enough is enough. This is three different instances, three totally different sources, three totally different things that I'm even looking at. One is a tattoo. One is a book. One is just something that's talking about Christianity, which is the faith I was born and raised in. Right. Somehow all of them come back to this same dude. That's interesting. Blew my mind. I'm in the car like. So, so not anxious, but like. It's excited, but excited isn't the word I'm looking for. It was just like this revelation awakening. I was like, they're telling me maybe this is where I'm from there. There's nothing that I can think about except for. There has to be a reason why this keeps happening. I've been saying I want to connect. I've been saying I don't know where I'm from, and I'm I'm envious of other people who have connections to their culture. And this happens. So today I'm 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 in this weird state of of excitement and anticipation of what's next to happen, and feeling like I've had some success as far as making that connection that real, real connection to my ancestry where something is happening in front of my face that I can't explain, but it keeps leading me back to the same thing. Yeah. So and it's funny how that, how that kind of works. Um, I, I kind of had a similar experience after reading that book, right? I read that book and I, I think not very long after I got the, the ancestry thing done. Okay. Right. So, um, doing some, doing some research, uh, I think based on what, based on my DNA, I think what came back was like my people may have been Igbo. It was like Igbo and some other group, right? Nigerian right there. Yeah, yeah. so it, so it's funny I'm just doing some research because, again, we don't have that connection. Right. Black people, well, let me rephrase that. Black people in America, right. black people born in America, black people who are descendants of, of slaves, right? Or enslaved people, let me say that, because yeah. nobody's slave, yeah. but pe- they were enslaved. That connection to our land was ripped from us, yeah. and that was that was done on purpose, mm-hmm. right? Because if you can't connect to something, then you're lost. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So anyway, I'm I'm doing some research, and I find out because um, because let's be real, Africans are very even in their tribes are very ritualistic. Yes. Um, and there's a lot of imagery mm-hmm. and lots of beats. Like we know the drum, mm-hmm. the, the the beat of the drum puts us in some type of mood, and yes. that's 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 ancient. That's right? cultural. Um, but um, I noticed that the the mass of these tribes, right? I'm like, oh, okay, 
because I'm I, that's what I said. But I wanted my next tattoo to be I wanted an African tribal mask, mm-hmm. right? And I'm looking at these masks, and it, I found out like, oh, these these masks were worn. Um, some of the masks were worn by their like noble people. Mm-hmm. Not only were they worn by their nobles, it was worn by their like their judges and their people, like their police officers, and they would wear them in these ritual, you know, rituals. Uh, let's say if somebody stole something in the neighborhood or the the village, right? Yeah. So you didn't go to trial per se. They put you in the middle of a circle with the people, mm-hmm. and then there was judges who wore these masks, right? And I'm like, well, damn, I kind of do. I kind of work like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like my job is similar to that. Yeah. So I was like, damn, is this not? I'm I'm not connected. But I am connected, yeah. right? Like I could have chosen any path in Absolutely. this world, but yet I am doing something that my people, my ancestors, my did before, mm-hmm. you know, before written time. Because right. Africans didn't write stuff down; nope. it was all word of mouth, yep. right? Um, so before written time, I'm doing something that my people did, yep. right? It's kind of weird. Which it led me to I was like, well, damn, I'm gonna get an African mask, right? Yeah. But I also learned that these guys got to. They got to um, make up what was on their mask. Ah, so I was like, huh. Mm-hmm. So it made sense to me. I was like, well, I'm going to design a mask that, you know, has to do with A, what I do, and B, like that, how it connects me to it. Yeah. So kind of kind of a similar thing, yeah. right? You you just see these random, random things in life, and you're like, you, you start connecting them, and you're like, well, this can't be a coincidence. Yeah. Something, something got to shake here, yeah. right? Yep. <laughs> There's something, and, and we talk about it a lot too, is the energy. Yeah. Like, obviously, we're made of energy. No doubt about and, it. And energy doesn't have a life expectancy. Yep. So it's It doesn't just, leave, and you can't create more of it. Yeah, it's just there. It's yep. just there. So I'm thinking, like, man, we talk about a lot of stuff on the show. And and I know sometimes for, for people listening that may be in difficult situations, some of the stuff we say, it, well, I just – of course, may, well, maybe you can do it. That ain't my situation. It's way harder for me. And I was thinking about that one day. I was like, yeah, probably for some people, it does probably sound like we just got it all together, got it all figured out. And I was like, but the reality is I've been searching for years, years, trying to understand why, number one, trying to understand where the hatred for us came from. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Number two being envious that other people had an opportunity to leave this place if they didn't want to be here and go back to where they came from. Yep. And then three, how do I function going forward? And for the longest time, I I didn't have any of those answers and I'm not saying I have them right now, but what I am saying by doing simple stuff, everybody want to get a tattoo for the most part. Yeah. Just look for something besides Stuff that relates to everybody else. You know what I mean? Just spend some time. And maybe maybe the book, because I, I find that also coincidental that it's the same book that we're talking about that got us thinking about this specific thing. Maybe somebody's not a reader. I don't think that's the problem. I think it's the mentality. Right. And the problem is, is that we want to have results immediately. You know what I mean? Like talking yep. about that connection to our history. You know, it, it takes more than reading the book. It takes more than looking at some pictures or re- looking at a document. It takes more. It takes time. I agree. And, and I feel like after years, I mean, I'm 40. So we're talking at least 10, 10 plus years of, of wondering what's next and how do I get there and where am I from and where are my people from? Just not understanding what what the world looked like before I got here realistically. And then I read this book and I'm like, man, this answers a lot of my questions may not answer everybody's, but some of the questions I had, I was like, man, I was wondering about this. And, and I, I want to give a quick example. One of the things that talked about in the book was when a, a king and his people, their army was about to raid another village. They had flags yep. and the flags represented certain things. A white flag meant, hey, we'll trade with you. We, yep. we don't want no, no beef with you. We'll trade. And I can't remember the other color that was, was it red? That said, I don't remember. It's been a while. Yeah, so it's three flags. I know there's white and then they're black. And I think the, it was either red or green. That was like, we want to smoke. 
Yeah. You know, we yeah. don't don't come over here with that. And their freaking warriors were women coming in like thieves in the night, yeah. whooping ass and taking names. And taking heads. <laughs> yep, literally. Literally <laughs> taking heads. And then the black flag. The black flag simply meant that the ruler of that village had died recently. And the succeeding king or, or chief or whatever you whatever, depending on the village, yeah. what they called him, was too young. And the respect, this is the difference between the the I don't want to call it trauma, but the the life that existed for African versus African, like the black on black that we talk about here, yeah, there were still rules of engagement. If the flag was black, they wouldn't mess with them. They'd keep it moving, understanding that they're going through it. We're not gonna take over them because yeah. they got a kid as their chief and they they're just not ready for this right now. Yeah. And there was that respect. Is that, is that not, I mean, and I don't want to cut you off, but think about now. Mm-hmm. As black people, do we not still have that similar, the same type of respect in certain situations? I would say nine times out of ten, yes, we do. I, I think so. I mean, yeah. there, there, are, there are many instances where we're out mm-hmm. and, and you have a chance to, but you just evaluate the situation. And again, it's like, yeah, we're not going to do that mm-hmm. because of this. Now, if this happens, I have no choice. Then I have, right. Mm-hmm. And that's just like your flag system from yeah. that, you know, that he talked about, Yep. but it's ingrained in us. Yep. And we and see people who, you know, they don't read this book. They don't know that, that that's, that that's, that's part of your history. Mm-hmm. It's ingrained in you. You were born with this because that's how it used to be. Yep. <laughs> and and there's another thing I wanted to talk about also. So Cujo Lewis, who's who the book is written about, he said when they were brought here and they were finally made aware that they were free, they didn't know what to do next. Yep. And they're like, we want to go back to Africa. How much does it cost to get all of us? And this is another thing that was it, it was very subtle. But how do we all get back? Not just a, I'm going back. I don't know what y'all doing. I don't care. We all want to go back together. And because they couldn't afford for all of them to get that boat or that ticket, I'm sure it probably was a train to a boat or to something like that. Because all of them couldn't afford it, the decision was, we're well, all going to stay. We all got to stay. Yeah. Because I, I and, and I may be misquoting that book, but I... I thought that the the guy that took him, that he went back to that man is like, look, let's we trying to get back, and mm-hmm. but he was like, well, I don't, he didn't have enough money or something. Like it, it, it was either the the boat was either broken or well, or they, they burned have, it. Okay, yeah, yeah, they burned the boat, so that that was not an option okay, at so, all. But I I could I thought it was, and and again, I'm it's been a while since yeah. I read the book, but I just remember Cujo talking to that guy, and he's like kept telling them yeah we'll, we'll get it done but it never happened and then they had to come they came to that realization like well all right well we're just gonna stay yeah and we gotta do it on our own so yeah well and, and then the other piece too was once they realized they didn't have enough money they worked yeah and all of them saved and it was funny because they said that they spoke to some of the other other enslaved people that had been there and they said you when you see a nice dress you don't even think about wanting to have it you save all of your money so that we can buy whatever it is whether it's a trip back whether it's your land and they had elected this one guy to be I forget his name I'm so sorry it was like something with a G I can't think but they elected him to be like the chief of this group because he was oldest wisest of, of them all and he told Cujo because you speak the best go talk to yeah, mayor, yeah. mayor, whatever his Whoever name was, do, was it? and yeah. and ask him to give us some land. So Cujo was like, "Hey, you brought us here, and now the war is over. We're free. We can't go back. We don't have anything. Give us some land so we can build on it. Because otherwise, we have nowhere to go." Yep. And he was like, I, "I don't have to give you anything." He was like, "I I brought you here. I treated you well." Blah, blah, blah. I just kind of went through yeah. it and was like, when so they saved up all their money. They came back to him and they bought their land from him. So it's just it's just interesting because, again, it's so many things in there. Group economics, caring about your people, yep. creating community, yep. holding people accountable. Uh, 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 your own system of checks and balances that don't involve bringing outside 
resources into your community to police it, especially when they don't look like you. They did all of this themselves. Yep. That is so significant when you read that because that's the stuff we talk about doing now. And and you have some people, well, that'll never happen here. We can oh, never no. do that. It, 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 that's how it started. Yeah. Now, what is that town that Cujo and them made, what is that town now? What, what is it called now or where is it? No, what is it called now? It's, we know it's in Alabama, but yeah. what is the town? Africa town. Right, but what, what city is that? Alabama? Mobile. Mobile. That's Mobile, Alabama. Yeah. So, actually, I have a friend who I think he may be related to that individual. Really? Uh-huh. He's from he's from Mobile. Okay. But when I look at a picture of him and I look at a picture of Cujo, they're eerily similar. Really? Mm-hmm. And I asked him about it. I said, hey, man, I'm reading this book, and it's about this guy. And I, I gave his last his, his name. Was it Cujo Lewis? Mm-hmm. And He's like, well, I think I'm, I think I'm related to some Lewises. He said, but you got to understand, like most black people in Mobile are related to each other, mm-hmm. which makes sense because yeah. Africa Town is in Mobile, yep. right? So, I mean, he, I think he very well may be a descendant of yeah. Mr. Cujo Lewis. And what's even crazier is I haven't finished it yet. I've only got just a small. So you know how that book is? It's yeah. got the chapters, then the chapter stop, and it's got the afterthoughts and stuff like that. So. Yep. Just kind of tying in, you know, tying information in. So the book's done for the most part, but then I'm just going to read that after stuff. But I think right now it's like 1908. And I'm thinking about that. I'm like, I was born in 79. Yeah. So we're talking about a little over 70 years. So was that when Zora did the interview? That's while she was interviewing. Yeah. So she did that in 1908. So are you familiar with so what was going on at that time? So in the government needed to raise some money, okay. right? So they they started this conservation or some type of program. Okay. And that program was to go back and interview all the former slaves yes. or enslaved people, mm-hmm. get their stories, and then they would make a book about it. Yes. And then they sold those books yes. because white folks wanted to read those books, yep. right? Yes, it, it actually talks about that in there. I just thought about that. Yes, because what they what what Zora was saying is white people had exhausted everything that could be talked about in terms of their culture. Yep. So they were looking for the next novelty to be able to sell. Yep. So yes, it does talk about that. And and that was one area. And and Cujo actually sold some information to one of the newspapers just because he was, you know, hurting for money. Yeah. And um the woman that was funding Zora's trips in this research, she, I would consider her an ally. Um, she was like, hey, she wrote a, a note and sent it through Zora. And it's like, the note was basically saying, don't sell your information to anybody else. They're just going to try to use it for this. Keep it right here. Whatever you need, I'll make sure that you're taken care of. And she took care of him. Yeah. So, in that case, I would consider her an ally. I still think it was some selfish reasoning behind it, yeah. but ally in the sense that she didn't double talk him or anything like that because there was a situation where, I don't know if you remember, where he got hit by the, the train. Yes, I do remember him getting hit by the train. Yes, and the doctor came, got him, and found him a lawyer. They sued and won. Yep. And the lawyer never paid never him. Gave him his money. And then bounced, trying to get away from yellow fever, and wound up dying of yellow fever on the trip. So he never saw that money. Yep. So that was not an ally. The woman here is what she said is what she did. This man said he would take care of them, that they would win. They did. He never paid them. So I remember that. Not an ally. I was like, how effed up is that? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It, that book has so many good things in it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, obviously I was born in Kentucky. Uh So I've been, my grandparents have given me as much as they can about the the family tree right mm-hmm. i got a stack of papers which th- nobody listening to us can see but this this thick yeah. downstairs and it goes back to 1864 wow okay so i got that so i'm gl- i'm so glad that that they decided to do this project in the 1900s because each southern state did one for their own you know their own state so there's wow. there's one book called the Kentucky Slave Narrative. I wanted that book for Christmas, but they couldn't. Victoria couldn't find it. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, so, um, but I think they have it at most libraries in Kentucky. Right. You just got to go ask for it. But I'm, you know, it, it will help you in terms of trying to find your people. Now, I know you're from Michigan, mm-hmm. but 
if you if you have some people who are from here, if you can find the the Tennessee slave narrative, mm-hmm. it may be able you to may help be able to you find a connection, right? Because because obviously people migrated to the north, yes. right? So because the, yes. the port of entry was in Virginia, yeah. So I'm just saying, yeah. No, no, no. That's really, and I I think that some some of the people might have been from this area actually. Um, but unfortunately my grandmother has dementia now. So she's, she's the oldest remaining. Yeah. She don't know. So she, yeah, there's no way I can get that information at this point. Um, but yeah, just, uh, I I just, I had to share that with you specifically because it's something that we talk about so often, but also to the listeners. Cause I know that when people hear you talk like that, I already know what people thinking. Oh, here they go. Right. (laughs) Here they on this stuff. Ah, this man, whatever. Like people call me a, a militant, and I'm like, I'm like, I don't know a lot. I guess I know just enough to be dangerous, mm-hmm. but I don't know a lot. Yeah. But I know, I know. I'll say it like this: I guess I know where I've been, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that helps me know where I'm going, right? So they, they always say a man who doesn't know his history is doomed to repeat it. Yep. And I really, I guess, I really didn't understand what that meant for a long time, but I feel like now I kind of have a better understanding of what that means and, and just thinking about the situation that I'm in right now, this, this, I can't, like, I can't, I can't even think of a word to describe the emotion or how I to describe the scenario, but like oh, an awakening is, is the closest thing I can think of as a word to describe what it is. Uh, no idea about the feeling. Uh, excitement right. isn't really what it is. It, it's like nervous. And you got that from the book. The book gave you, did the book give you all those feels? Well, it was a combination. It was a combination of me initially finding the Yoruban mythology, mm-hmm. the book touching on the same Yoruban mythology, the the uh, video I watched today, or listened to because I was in the car, touching on that same Yoruban mythology, all three being the exacts. There are like 20 deities and they picked this one and all three of these ones that I looked at. Yeah. So that, that just, that just put me on the path where I'm feeling like I'm, I I have this, this awakening and it, for people who, who now I have something tangible that I can tell people like this actually happened. Now it's better than just saying, Hey, go, yeah. Connect with your ancestors. Just, you know, sit out on your back porch and look up in the sky and, Something will magic, something magical will happen. You know what I mean? Because that's kind of what it probably sounded like when people heard me saying that before. Now I'm telling you factually, these three things happened. Yeah. So, so it, it's definitely real. There are definitely people looking out from you from another place. As we already talked about, energy doesn't disappear. Yeah. It just, just transitions. Transition. I mean, and, and I hate to say it this way, but. Anytime that you shoot those sperm cells out, you make a baby, a piece of your energy just transition to mm-hmm. another person. Yep. So we are energy of someone else, mm-hmm. right? And then we'll chart our own path and pass on what we got. Yep. So Yeah. So yeah, it's a I'm really excited about that, man. And and now that that I've kind of got to the place where I am right now with the information that I have, now even what we just talked about even with the the DNA history and, and research. I'm like, well, let me check this out. And I'm, I'm scared, no lie, because if I do this, come to find out that it has me connected in any capacity to this area, I'm done. To, to, to where the, the, or was, I, was, was it the herbal? What'd you say? Yoruba. Yoruba. Mm-hmm. Yoruba people. Yeah. Well, if that happens. Go. There you go. So yeah, I'm, I'm scared, but so there's a so I know ancestry is the 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 most popular one, mm-hmm. but they say the app the one it's it was started by a black woman, um, but it's an it's an African DNA testing. Okay, um, started by a black woman who apparently doesn't sell your information or I, I don't mm. know they 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 they're really high on this woman, um, but they say hers is a little better for black people. Okay. And I don't know what makes hers better, but everything I've heard from 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 people says I would use I would do hers versus doing ancestry okay. if specifically for black people. I got you. But you know I'm 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 different because I'm twenty five percent white, mm-hmm. so it it made sense for me to do 
right you know, the other the other one right <laughs> so what's, what's also interesting uh, i work with a guy a cuban guy real real cool guy and he was i don't even know how this came up today but he was telling me that he's like hey did you hear about ben affleck trying to hide his dna findings turns out that his through his lineage like a great great grandfather something was a very significant slave owner and he was paying to try to get the the data hidden or because you know you can go and have a lot of information wiped on the internet you can pay to have that done um and he was trying to suppress this information and somehow somebody found out so it turned into this big deal and i'm like no i didn't know about any of that now granted i'm not a ben affleck fan to be following and uh, or caring when i hear his name about something like that so i didn't know anything about it but i was just like that's crazy so i wonder you know maybe he feels as if because of the success that he's had those people um you know descendants of of enslaved africans will will come like well your great great whoever owned my people so i want a pizza whatever you got yeah that's i was thinking my thought was i didn't get specific but my question was why would he do that? I'm thinking that's why. I mean, I mean, it, it could be, but it very well could but, be. But even then, the sins of the father carry on into the son. Sometimes I feel like, especially in that situation, yeah, yeah it's not your fault. I, I had nothing to do with that. I wasn't even born, right? Mm-hmm. But you still have, in my mind, you still have something to do with it. And this is my opinion, because mm-hmm. like, what if your grandfather or whoever, great 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 whoever they amassed all this money and they kept handing it down generation from generation to generation. But it was built that that wealth was built on the backs of my people. Mm-hmm. Am I not entitled to a piece of that? Uh, yeah. That's, because without yeah. my people, you wouldn't have got nothing. Yeah. But then I guess people think about it in terms of working too. It's like, well, it's, it's the same thing in, in a business, right? They, the people at the bottom, they don't get the best money. Yeah. The people at the top do. Yep. And still. They doing all the work, yeah. Right, but still. Yeah. No, I mean, there's truth to that. There's oh. truth to that. I, I, I don't I don't disagree. I, I do believe that if you have been able to benefit in any capacity from money being passed down through lineage as a as a Caucasian, you are Trying to find the, a, a kind way to say well, it. Well, I'll say it like this: <laughs> I feel some type of way about it, and 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 my I, apparently I'm I'm descendant of not rich white folks, so I'm I'm in the same boat mm-hmm. <laughs> both ways. But um, thinking about it, you know, there's the you, you almost feel as if you've been obviously you've been extorted. Yes. The people have been extorted, yes. right? But Absolutely. I can't, I, there's a word I want to think of that I can't, it's not coming to me right now, but that's how, that's how I feel. Yeah. I feel hoodwinked. Yeah. Bamboozled. <laughs> Let us train. Run them up. Run them up. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, so so the best word I can think of is privileged. You yeah. are privileged. Yeah. And and I know that uh, it's, this, it's, this, it's this common theme now that there are white folks that hate the the usage of white privilege and i hate that because then they say well i'm not privileged i work for it. i worked mm-hmm. hard i pulled myself up over bootstraps and then you know how i feel about the bootstraps mm-hmm. so and we talked about that too it's like yeah. your boot was already pre-built right it had the best soles it had the best laces the best leather yeah it was intact they gave us a boot that wasn't even put together we had to find yeah. a way to make it stick and then the laces was all raggedy, didn't have a good sole, had holes in the bottom. Then somebody intentionally cut your laces. Right. And then when I got a good boot, you came in and destroyed it because you didn't want my boot to compete with your boot. Yes. So it's not it's not a level playing field. And we talked about even like going to get a job. We when we were talking about the the college scandal. Yep. And it's like when you when you're paying for your kid to be a part of these things that are different than what I'm a part of. That's why I said like basketball and football. Don't don't look the same as the row team or the the chess club or the debate team or it don't look the same on a resume. No, it doesn't. So if I'm paying for you to be on these teams and you're not deserving, now your future's already been bought. So so yes, that's privilege. 
the best I could do was get a basketball scholarship because I couldn't do these other things because I had to spend all my time trying to do this and be the best at this because everybody in my neighborhood was trying to be the best at this. Right. Oh, one more thing, too. Go ahead. About, about the book that I read that I thought was phenomenal. There was a scene in the book where the women were working out in the field with the men and one of the women wasn't able to keep up and the 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 guy that was the overseer hit her with the whip all of the slaves went and grabbed him hemmed him up got the whip from him and whipped him oh yeah i do remember that that was in, that was towards the beginning of the yeah. book yeah yeah <laughs> i do remember that they now, weren't playing now here's the crazy part after they did that they let him go gave him his whip back and they went back to working so there again, so many things to unpack there. Number one, the protection of our people, of our women. Mm-hmm. If I'm supposed to be a man, I'm supposed to protect my wife. That's that's just the rule. If if I'm a, I'm a man and there's a woman, I'm supposed to protect her. They did that. They made him pay. And then they went back to doing what they were doing. They didn't try to kill him. They weren't trying to be overly aggressive and be evil and nasty. And that's the difference in the mentality that I talk about all the time. There's a completely, as a slave, if somebody is beating me or enslaved person and somebody's abusing me, I stop the abuse and say, hey, stop. Don't do this to me anymore. And then I go about my business still doing the same work I was doing before you decided you wanted to put your hands on me. What does that say about my character, number one? And then number two, for you to want me to do this labor for free and then to be able to put your hands and beat me and do whatever you want to me and then just be willing to kill me just because? What yeah. does that say about you? So just the difference in the, in the mentality and the, the, the character. Yeah, it's a, different, it's a different world, man. Isn't it crazy? It is. And and it's funny you read and and you don't read as many of these books as I do, but what what you'll end up seeing is that a lot of these things that you're reading in these books, you see them you see them going over on today. And over. You see them over and over in the book, but you see the same situation going on today. Mm-hmm. But it's just evolved and it has a different name yeah. and it looks different. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yep. So yep, I believe um, that. it's 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 really, really interesting. Now, when you start reading um, books about like what I'm reading right now, which is oh, it's so dry, but <laughs> I got to get through it. Um, but like black economics mm-hmm. and like the, the power of the power of black economics and the power of of our our political like our voting. Mm-hmm. Right. The power that we have in voting. Like you see. All these things, because these books were written in the 60s. So I'm seeing all these things that was going on in the 60s that they're still going on today. They just kind of evolved a little bit. Mm-hmm. And th- there's a different, it's like a new rule. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're like, oh man, that's just, this is the same as this. And okay, so this is how you combat it, right? So you, th- the playbook is here. Yeah. And I think that's what people don't even realize. Like all these books that we read, like who, I know nobody wants to read about an enslaved African. Like, no, that's yeah. not tasteful, right? Yeah. Yeah. But these cats is giving us this is the playbook all the game yeah this is the playbook if you if you know what's going on in here and if you can figure it out here then you won't have a problem in this lifetime yeah yeah to quote your boy furlough it was the same thing he was talking about the playbook from sports you translate to that to regular life and specifically business yep you're already ahead of the game yep so yeah no i agree i agree and and there now I do have a question that I want to ask you, get okay. your opinion on, because it was something that happened in the book, and I was kind of curious about it. It's it said that when they were able to leave Africa and they were you know crossing the Atlantic, they got to a certain point, and they stripped them of their clothes. Mm-hmm. But then they later on they got them clothes, and if the clothes were getting raggedy, they would get them new clothes. But it was just interesting. I was like, well, why did they take their clothes off? And Cujo was saying how people were looking at him and calling them savages. Why Why didn't they wear clothes? He was like, but we did wear clothes. They took them from us. So I was like, this is one of those times where I wish I could read from the white people's perspective that, that did this 
what they were trying to accomplish. So your opinion, why would they do that? And then just to get them closed later, like what would be the point of having them be naked? Oh, I'll tell you this. This is my, this is my answer. Okay. (laughs) And my answer only. So back in, back in slavery, like before slavery wasn't very popular. It was popular in the South, but it wasn't like, Oh my God, we got to do this. Like it, it, it was popular, but it wasn't mm-hmm. super popular because not everybody had slaves. Right. Only 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 wealthy people had right. them, right? But in order to keep the in order to push the slave narrative, right, you had to to demonize the people. So how would I demonize you? If you look, if I'm if I got you dressing just like me, then Billy Joe Sue over here would be like, well, he's just like us. He yeah. he's fine. He talks like us. He you know obviously he talks with an accent because yeah. he's not from here. But other than that, he's the same. Yeah. But now I take the clothes off of you and I beat you a little bit, mm-hmm. and now you got the all scars. these scars and whips and, and all this stuff on you. Like a monster. Now, now you look like a monster. Now you look like a savage, right? This mm-hmm. quote unquote savage mm-hmm. because your skin is darker. You got all these welts and stuff on you. So I've just demonized you. So now these people over here feel comfortable buying you because well hell he's a savage yeah. he's he's not a real person right. i'm gonna buy him and i'm gonna change him into this great person you know so you you basically change the narrative saying hey these people are terrible mm-hmm. so that these people over here feel comfortable feel better about it about what they're doing because they know it's wrong yeah because and, and the book i'm reading right now in the shadows of liberty mm-hmm. so it's about um five it's about five different enslaved Africans who were owned by presidents Mm -hmm. and um, Thomas Jefferson uh, who was, who he was a president, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thomas Jefferson was president. So Thomas Jefferson, even when he, when he wrote the, uh, uh, was was it the declaration of independence? I think he was one of the people in there. He said, yeah, we know it's wrong. We know it's wrong. We absolutely know it's wrong, but we, we just have to do it. Because essentially everybody else is and it's okay. Yeah. Right. But he knew it was wrong because one of his, one of his best, well, let me, let me go back. Andrew Jackson from Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Andrew Jackson's best friend was um, an enslaved black guy named, ah, what's his name? I don't forgot his name. I can't think of his name right now, but if you go to the hermitage, he's buried in the family graveyard. Wow. That was Andrew Jackson's best friend, and he knew it was wrong, but he knew he had to continue the wow. the the thing. So ah, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna get his name, okay. and, and you know what? It may be beneficial to go out there and see that that gravestone, because that'll just that'll just you know perspective. Yeah, put some perspective on it. So so your answer, I I think that's a a great a great answer, and one of the things that I noticed about it is that. Other black people that were here in America prior to the slaves coming, mm-hmm. when they saw them, they also made fun of them. And I was like, what if, to your point, what they were trying to accomplish with white folks, they wanted to accomplish also with the black folks? Yeah. So that they couldn't. Because now you're an American black, yes. right? So now, mm, those, no, yeah. you don't, you don't want to mess yes. with those black people. Those black people come from a different part of Africa. We found those in the in the deep, the dark, darkest, deepest holes of yeah. Africa, and and they're not like you. Because yeah. think about what they did. Think, and and nobody thinks about this. When they got when they got um, enslaved people on boats, what they do to them? Not only did they put them in chains, but they would never put more. Um, they would always split them in half, mm-hmm. and they always spoke. They split them in half by language. Yes. Where they came from. Exactly. Because if if you split them up, then then I can't connect with you. Right. And we can't connect with that person to overthrow the people up top. That's exactly where I was going to go. It's it's almost like they intentionally did it. So because if if that weren't the case, you see somebody that has the same color as you. They don't speak the same language. You see what they're being put through because there's some of y'all being put through it, too. Yep. But you you're willing to treat them this way. Let me tell you something else as a as a modern thing that I recognize. When I worked at Men's Warehouse, I saw how the 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 Hispanic culture when they would come into the store, the way the white folks treated them there. 
almost like they were lepers. Like, oh my God, here they come. I know they don't speak English. It, it, it was just so disrespectful. And I checked so many people in there for acting like that. So many. But here's what I also noticed. When a black person would deal with a Hispanic person, they treated them the way white folks treated us. And I was like, so we feel like we've arrived so much yep. that we can now treat other people bad because we're not the bottom of the totem pole. Yep. Now, it, here's, and we and we talk about this, and and we don't have a whole bunch of time left, but I'm gonna just throw this out here just just for you to you and for other people to, to go do the research on, because yeah. I know I'm gonna misquote some things, but you'll get the gist of what I'm saying. Okay. So the Igbo people, mm-hmm. you know the Igbo, Igbo, yep, Nigerian, um, yep. Mm-hmm. So or Igbo, Igbo, yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. Um. You you heard about the um the the Ebo Landing in, in Georgia. No. So there was a there was uh a slave ship coming in coming in to the Americas, right? Full of Ebo people. Mm-hmm. The Ebo people took over the ship. And they didn't they didn't know where they were going. Mm-hmm. Right? So they're like, okay, we got a ship. We out here in the middle of the ocean, we don't know how to get home. Right. So instead of, they collectively, before doing anything, they they had a meeting. And they're like, all right, we got to do something. We know we ain't going to go be enslaved people over here. Mm -hmm. We we know what shackles and all that shit look like. We ain't doing that. Right. I was like, but we can't drive this boat back to Africa because, A, we don't know where we are. B, we ain't got no supplies. We, ain't, mm-hmm. you know, we don't know what we to got do. Got no water, right? We ain't got no water. We just, yeah. we just here. Yep. So, you know what they did? Collectively, they made a decision. You know what they did? What? They decided to take their own lives. They all jumped in the ocean, create and mass suicide. Really? Because they, and and it's funny. I'm talking about this story because if you've ever seen Black Panther, That's um, exactly what at the, as, mm-hmm. and he there's he's saying that it's a reference to that that people and that story yeah so that's deep there you go that's deep so think about again it's it's that collect the collectivism collectivism not collectivism <laughs> that collectivism right there they mm-hmm. they overcame they're like all right let's come together we're gonna kill all these people on this boat they did that and then they're like oh all right well we don't know how to go back to where we're going but yeah. we don't want to go over here yeah. okay all right well what are we gonna do well let's let's decide as people this is what we're gonna do we're gonna we're gonna take our lives because i mean it's yeah. better on the other side with our ancestors than yeah. this right think about that like it's so many the the thought process there so many things had to go on and whew, it just gives me chills it does. You know, thinking about the story because um i mean a lot of times we see black people who will who will will make these decisions mm-hmm. And and we we almost think it's suicide, and and it actually ends up working out for us. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that you know what they did was right or wrong, mm-hmm. but it was right for them. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm no judgment on on the circumstance because you ain't in it. Yeah. Here's something else that's interesting too. So the Spanish, for about 700 plus years, you know who had them enslaved? Who I don't know. The Moors. Oh, well. Africans. There you go. North they, Africa. They, they just trying to get that payback, wasn't it? So for about 700 years, and this is right before Columbus. So what happened is after the Spanish was, because, you know, they started making some alliances yeah. with the British and others. And they were finally able to get the Moors up out of there. Do you know that on the first and third trip to the Americas, you know who, uh, uh, my guy, what's his name? Columbus. Yeah, took with him. Oh, an African, a Moor, to be his guide. Was that not? No, it wasn't him that was on Columbus's ship. Who was the? Because there was a there was a Moor who was like a prince, and he became an enslaved uh, person here in the Americas. Dude. And he was like, "Hey, look, I'm I'm not who y'all." And he spoke like four languages. Yeah. And he's like, "I'm not who y'all think I am. I'm yeah. like a king, and I was just on yeah. this." Oh, who was that? You know what I'm talking no, about? No, I, I don't know that one. Because he wrote a book. 
Okay. He wrote a book, which I need to read that one, but I, I'm gonna be depressed. Yeah. Because he's he's writing it from the the, the sense of a noble, and it's so th- which changes your perspective a little bit. Yes, and and that's why I, I brought up the Moors. Just this is just a little bit of a little bit of history for people to know about these Africans that were controlling Spain. They were educated, advanced technologically, advanced in warfare. I mean, they were doing everything. So to your point, I absolutely believe he was speaking four languages or better. I'm positive he could write because that's everything that they were doing already. So it's weird because even when you talk about it's weird because we talk about civilization and, and being civil. And we talk about Africans not writing stuff down like some other countries, you know, tracking their stuff. And it's funny because when I read Barracoon and I'm listening to Cujo recollect these things, it's like he was right there. He was right there. Yeah. You need to write it down. Yeah. But the problem was, is so many of us lost our lives and lost so much time that we couldn't. Some more stories couldn't be told because I couldn't imagine how many stories could be told. That would be amazing to hear. Oh yeah, so it's just it's just kind of cool and and even even like the connection to Christianity that we have. I mean, it was brought to Africa. Yep, and it's weird because even even Christianity in in the way we think of it, God the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, that's not the way they looked at it. No, and in the and I think um, Kudo talked about it in the book because they had a, it was like a three prong type, wasn't it like a three prong? If it is, I ain't got to that part yet, but I thought he talked about that in the beginning. He said um, they always believed they always knew of God. They yeah. always knew of God, but they didn't know anything about a son. Yeah. And and the salvation through the son. They didn't know anything about any of that. Yeah. They just knew about a God. And I'm thinking to myself, so for people who live today and say that the only way to heaven is through the son. Right. What does that mean? What do you what does that say about all of those Africans who had a belief? but didn't have a connection to this understanding that we have. Are we saying that because they don't have that, that they are not going to make it to heaven? It's just, it's well, so interesting. And let's see who brought, who brought Christianity to them, right? Yeah. Some, some white folks. Mm-hmm. So think about it. If, 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 if these people were, were in their, in their religion, they're practicing their religion and they're worshiping multiple deities. Mm-hmm. Then if I want to push my Christianity on, I got one God, why not put, no, well, hey, we have multiple deities too. We have yeah. two. Yeah. Whereas you have four or five, we have two, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, oh, okay, well, they got multiple people, so it must be all right. right. You know what I'm saying? So, because yeah. because think about it, Christianity is a mashup of a bunch of different pagan religions. Seems like it is. Oh, ain't no seems like it. It it is. I mean, Easter. That's uh, is that the it's an old Greek um, for for fertility. That's why we have the eggs and all yeah. that stuff and um, Christmas is ah it's another random culture thing that was put in there by but they did it to appease the people that they were taking over right but anyway we got two minutes left so (laughs) well um man uh i I just again i i i I urge anybody listening to this show and, and if you have any questions or comments please 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 reach out it's bgt cast at gmail.com that's bravo golf tango cast cast c-a-s-t at gmail.com please submit any questions or or if you have similar situations where you've experienced something like todd and i are talking about where you were searching and basically on accident you found what you were looking for or you think you might have found and it's just so coincidental you it's got to be what it is Man, we would love to hear those stories. I know I would. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. So continue to continue to own who you are. Be happy about who you are. Yep. Understand that your lineage is powerful. Now you just got to find a way to connect to it, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going. Oh man, I'm 100 percent from here. I know it, and be able to trace it all the way back. You may not be able to do that, but just understand that the culture of Africa is rich. Oh yeah, no the entire continent. From Ethiopia on the uh, was that on the on the east on the yep. east side to the west side with Ghana to the north to the south, the entire continent of Africa is rich with history, with culture, with kings and queens. Some point in there, you connected to some of it. 
let that be your foundation know that you are better than everything that you told you are here in this country know that you're better than that and then just spend some time feeling like you can connect like you'd love to connect or love to find this information and eventually i believe you'll get to that point where you find it no doubt about it um and and i know nobody likes to do it but get your head in some of these history books yeah and especially history books that are written in first person yes. from 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 the from the mouth from the horse right yes. from the horse's mouth so indeed um like a book barracoon um again written by zora neale hurston mm-hmm. but it was it's a first-hand account yes. from somebody so but um that's just one book but anyway like i said getting these books um listen to what joe said and we definitely out of time we are over by a minute but uh, uh but it's all good it's all good so uh you got anything else sir no i'm good all right well i guess we out peace